and welcome to the second installment of a special series of Title Now pop-up webinars. I'm Melissa Murphy with the fund. I have the pleasure of hosting these from time to time as we come up with topics that we want to address. And today's a perfect example. We're getting more and more inquiries from fund members for assistance to, with what we refer to as back office support. Now, back office support can mean a lot of things, from placing the title order, to preparing documents, to preparing the closing disclosure, and making sure that it balances with the lender, to preparing the final title policies. So we thought it was a good time to focus on this, to explore options that fund members have to go out there and get help where they need it most and when they need it. So today is the second episode of a three-part series to respond to these questions. And I've invited folks from three different companies that provide this type of support to give you, our listener, a chance to hear about these options and give some thought to whether this would work for you. Remember that we push the audio out to our podcast, which is also called Title Now. And this gives you a chance to listen to the content again and more easily share it with colleagues and others. So sign up for the podcast if you haven't already done that. Super easy to do that. It's free. You can get it through uh, whatever source you have for your podcasts. So do that. It's a great way to get this information. Now, all of the vendors that I am talking with will be at assembly this year. So you can listen to what they have to say today, and then you will have a chance to interact with them face-to-face -face at assembly. Just another reason to sign up for assembly in person this year. One more housekeeping thing before we get started. If you have a question that you want to ask of our guest today, put it in the chat. Michael Rothman, our Senior Manager of Legal Education, he's here in the background and he will be monitoring the chat. And toward the end of the session, I'll ask him whether there have been any questions posted. We will try to answer your questions. And if we run out of time and can't get to all of them, I promise we'll get you an answer directly. So today, my guest is Ron Conte from Attorneys Closing Services. And Ron's here to talk about the services that ACS provides. So welcome, Ron. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So tell us about ACS, a little bit about its history, what its mission statement is. Well, thank, thank you very much, Melissa, for inviting me to be a part of, of this webinar. Uh, I'm thrilled to be here and, and happy to have the opportunity to talk about ACS, which uh, started operating um, about eight and a half years ago, actually. Um, and our mission, quite simply, is to provide high-quality um, back office support, to use the term that you used, uh, to clients, uh, primarily um, 
real estate attorneys uh, throughout the state of Florida. Um, we uh, take great pride in providing the highest quality service uh, that we possibly can uh, that's available to our clients in order to assist them uh, with the processing of their uh, real estate transactions, be they residential or commercial transactions. Do you feel like the service that you offer is um, something that a member might uh, only need part of the time during, let's say the year, part of the time during the year? So do you have uh, fund members that come to you uh, for off and on during the year? Absolutely. We have we have uh, clients, uh, fund members who are clients who use us consistently uh, as their sole uh, source of, of back office support. Uh, and then we have others who will use us from time to time as their need uh, arises. And that, that may be the, the title agent who perhaps might have their own paralegal, but the the paralegal may be unavailable uh, for a particular uh, length of time, or their uh, paralegal uh, may be overworked uh, temporarily, and they need they need some help. They they have overflow work that is sent to us. So we have we have clients who use us consistently and and exclusively over the course of a year, for instance and then those who will use us uh, intermittently, depending upon their need uh, over the course of that same period of time. Well, that makes sense to me. I mean, paralegals are allowed to take vacations from time to time. And, you know, someone could have a medical situation where they need to be out of the office for an extended period of time. And while we don't want our paralegals to be overworked, if if the reason they are overworked is because you have this sudden sudden increase in your book of business, what a great problem to have, and also to know that ACS is there to help out. And, so, and well, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to drill down and ask you if you could get a little more specific about what you mean by back office support. What are the tasks that sort of make up your typical array of services? Uh, that's, that's a great question and it goes to the essence of the service that ACS provides to our clients. Um, we generally and, and not exclusively, but generally offer full service a, a full service um, support to our clients. And basically what that entails is when a title agent will receive a contract from whatever source uh, they receive it from, usually a realtor, for instance, they will turn the contract over to us uh, after they open their file, of course, They'll turn it over to us and we will take it from there in full service mode to order all of the searches that are necessary, title search, 
uh, lean search, reach out to the uh, any HOAs who are involved to order the uh, necessary estoppel reports. Uh, we will, um, of course, get those those products back and provide them to the title agent for the title agent's review. We will interface with uh, lenders whenever it is asked, when there's a lender involved on behalf of the title agent will be her or his uh, contact point with the lender. Uh, we will work with the lender, of course, to provide the lender with all of the information that they need to prepare the closing disclosure. Um, once we're uh, once we are close to the closing date, we will work with the title agent to uh, prepare an Alta settlement statement, uh, and of course, we will also prepare the title documents that are necessary for the transaction, and all of that will be delivered, of course, directly to the title agent. Uh, in in ample time prior to the closing, so that the title agent is is adequately prepared for for the actual closing of the transaction. So think of it as kind of that full service mode as as encompassing the waterfront, so to speak, uh, with respect to the processing of the transaction from the title agent's standpoint. So when you uh, mentioned preparing the title documents for the closing, are you talking about the warranty deed and what I commonly refer to as the no lien affidavit? Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely, right. We would, of course, we always will prepare the warranty deed, the seller's closing affidavit, a buyer's closing affidavit, um, you know, uh, other certifications or affidavits that might be necessary uh, to, uh, you know, that might need to be recorded um, in order, in order again, to assist the title agent so that he or she doesn't have to prepare those documents. And so do you have a conversation with the fund member slash title agent when the title commitment comes in, do you have a discussion with them about, okay, the Schedule B-1 requirement calls for a warranty deed, but it also calls for a continuous marriage affidavit or a non-homestead affidavit. Um, you know, there, there are any number of typical affidavits that might come up with a, in a title situation. So do you have a discussion with the title agent and just, confirm with them that they understand what that is and the need for it and that you will prepare that document along with the warranty deed for them to review? Absolutely. Uh, Sandy Davis, who's, who's our manager uh, for ACS and her staff are <clears throat> regularly in touch with the fund member, uh, the title agent, to make sure that they understand the requirements that are that are shown on, on in the commitment, uh, and you know, make sure that they are are clear that assuming they want us to do to do it, we will prepare the continuous marriage affidavit that the commitment might call for, or, or any other 
affidavits that might be called for, you know, affidavit of non-identity, whatever, whatever the case might be, uh, we're in touch directly with the fund member to make sure that she or he knows that, you know, we're going to have the documents ready for them uh, that they need that are identified in the commitment uh, in order to in order to get to the closing table. If the commitment shows that there's a mortgage to be paid off, do you order the payoff? Yes, absolutely. In every instance, we'll order the, we'll get the proper authorization, of course, um, and and then provide, you know, the authorization to the lender to make sure that, you know, we get the the payoff in a in a timely manner, so that can be included in in the settlement statements. And I I would think that. While there might be a standard protocol that you all follow, every fund member has their own way of wanting to handle things. So can you tailor the support that you give to the specific needs of the member or specific requests that they have? We not only can, we do. Uh, we do exactly that. And you're right, Melissa. Every fund member uh, is different in terms of, you know, whatever variable it, it is that you want to talk, talk about, uh, perspective, experience, whatever. Uh, everyone's different. And we are, uh, you know, we are very, very good at adapting our service um, to the needs and, and uh and desires, if you will, of our clients. It's important that we know exactly what their expectations and needs are so that we can do everything that we possibly can to fulfill those expectations. Uh, so yes, we tailor our service to individual clients based upon their needs. Uh, it's worked very, very well for us, uh, Sandy and her team again, are great at, at communicating with our clients to make sure that we understand exactly what it is that they need and how that might differ from other clients who, who have different expectations and, and uh, needs as well. And you mentioned the word communication, um, and that prompted a question that I have about this process. What about communicating with the parties, the buyer, the seller, the realtor? Do you play that role? Not, I would say not typically. Um, we can and have, but our primary concern is, is for the fund member, for our client. Uh, oftentimes our clients want they want to be the, the point person uh, when it comes to having contact with the parties to the transaction uh, and the realtors. Uh, and I think as, as a fund member myself and as a uh, practicing real estate attorney who does, who does closings uh, on a regular basis, uh, I can understand if they want to be you know, the person out front 
interacting with the parties and the realtors for a variety of different reasons, not the least of which might be, quite frankly, um, client relations and business development reasons. Uh, so that's not to say we don't have contact with realtors or parties, uh, but typically the, the fund member will, will take the lead in that regard so that uh, they, uh, those parties or realtors know, hey, there's a, there's a title agent handling this transaction who I know, who I can interface with, who knows what's going on, has the information that I need. I like this title agent. I like this attorney. And, you know, the realtors will say, yeah, you know, the, we're going to keep sending them work. Um, so it it works to their advantage, I think, for them to have that relationship. Um, but if they want us to do it, we certainly can. Well, relationships are the name of the game in this business, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. They so, mean everything. What else do you uh, view as the fund member or title agent's responsibility? Meaning, what are some things that ACS does not do? Well, I, I think I would, I would point out that in, in response to your question, the first thing that I would say is that, you know, ACS typically doesn't, and not typically, does not um, offer legal service to our clients. Uh, it's, ACS is not a law firm, um, and we have to be careful not to provide legal advice to clients. Uh, so that can happen that the need the, there could be an issue let me put it this way if there's a if there's a title issue that's identified in the commitment um that an attorney needs to clear uh, as the title agent we will absolutely talk to the title agent about it we will call the issue to the title agent's attention, um, but we're not going to get, we, we are not in a position to quote unquote practice law and, and uh, you know, give the attorney advice uh, as to what needs to be done. So that's really, um, you know, an area that we have to tread lightly with, I would say. Um, we want to be as supportive as possible of our clients, uh, virtually all of whom are attorneys themselves. Um, and at the same time, while being supportive of them, being careful to make sure that they understand that ultimately they're the one who's signing that policy you know, who's closing the transaction and signing the policy. And consequently, there are re certain responsibilities that come along with that. Well, some examples of title issues that would need to be cleared that clearly ACS is not set up to do is a probate. Let's say uh, uh, the commitment calls for the probate. Clearly, you are not going to undertake that probate. But what about like a corrective deed to correct a glitch in the legal description. 
is is the typical protocol that you would call that to the fund member's attorney you might help them with the preparation of that corrective deed but in terms of reaching out to the person who needs to sign it and coordinating all of that is that something that the fund member does typically yes that's the the fund member's responsibility um but we will call call the issue to the attention of the fund member we will um, gather the requisite information that's necessary to prepare the corrective deed and we will actually prepare the deed itself uh, for the fund member but then you know and we will provide the deed the corrective deed to the to the fund member and rely upon him or her to uh, get the, the deed executed. So when the documents are all done um, and and the transaction is ready to close and it's documents and closing statement and if there's a lender you, know, you have the lenders package so it's ready to close. How is that handled? How does your business model approach the actual closing? Well we don't we do not conduct the closing for the fund member. Uh, we rely on the, the um, fund member to handle the closing itself. Uh, we will provide <clears throat> all of the documents to the fund member in advance of the closing so that he or she is prepared for the, the closing. Of course, you know, every attorney who's handling the closing is going to review the documents beforehand and make sure that everything is in order from their standpoint as the title as the title agent but we'll provide the documents to them they'll conduct the closing um, getting back to your uh, related to this question but getting back to your previous question we will not disperse funds for the for the fund member we don't do that <clears throat> so you know we don't handle the money uh, they do uh, but we will give them everything they need to get to the closing table so the fund member does the closing making sure all the documents are properly executed the fund member handles recording the documents that's correct yes and disperses all the funds got it that's right so is your is your most common service the what you described as I'll I'll call it the soup to nuts approach is that your most common service that you provide Yes it is I I think the vast majority of the services that we provide are are the soup to nuts approach or the the full well what could be called the full service um, approach. We do, however, uh, maybe I'll anticipate your next question. Uh, we do, however, provide a cafeteria style uh, approach to the service that we provide. There may be, there are, we do have clients who will ask us to perform only a certain segment of the process as a whole. They might want our assistance in preparing the CD or the settlement statement, for instance, or they might want us to 
just prepare a deed or or the title documents in general when they handle ordering all the searches uh, or there might be clients who call us and say hey can you order can you just order the searches for us so i i would call that kind of a, a cafeteria approach uh, that that certain clients uh, utilize and we're fine doing that um you know they are going to get their you know their requirements met uh, by us whatever it is that they're expecting of us uh, and hopefully um, come back to us for more service <laughs> they're happy, happy with what we do and come back to us for more so you've mentioned several times in this conversation about interacting with the fund member and there was sort of this um, assumption at the beginning of our conversation that you can help fund members out when their paralegal is on vacation or their paralegal might be out on uh, medical leave or something like that. But do you often work directly with the paralegal? I mean, the, I guess my question is the paralegal is still there, but, um, you have customers, fund members that even though they're paralegals in the office, they still reach out to you for help and your your interaction is primarily with the paralegal? Without question. Uh, that is that is a common relationship you have, actually, that if, they're, if the fund member has a paralegal, oftentimes the fund member will have the paralegal who might manage, if you will, uh, the, the transactions and oversee uh, attorney's closing services or any other entity they might use. Uh, so we interact directly with the paralegal who then turns around and interacts with, with the uh, fund member. Uh, so yes, we do that on a on a regular basis, and and are happy happy to do it either way, to relate directly to the fund member or to uh, the paralegal in the fund member's place. So real quickly, because I want I want to get um, to Michael Rothman to see if we have any questions. Just briefly describe your fee structure, how that basically works. Not necessarily dollar amounts, but just how your fee structure works. Yeah, our fee structure is driven by um, really two variables. If if you look at it, those variables are first, whether it's a cash transaction or it's a financed transaction. And then within either of those uh, broader categories, um, the, the more, the higher the contract sales price, um, our fee will, our fee will increase. So, you know, we have a graduated scale of fees uh, that depends upon first, whether it's cash or financed, and then upon the contract sales price. And if a listener out there wants to reach out to you all and get more detail, I'm going to give them your phone number. So just make sure I'm giving them the correct phone number. <laughs> it's 407-407-270-8852. Yes, correct. Thank you. 407-270-8855.
Call if you have more specific questions for Ron or Sandy about the service. So Michael Rothman, do we have any questions? Yes, we do. Uh, a couple of quick ones, Ron. Will ACS order estoppel letters and surveys, things like that? Yes, absolutely. We do it all the time. How about preparing the title policy post-closing? We tip ACS typically does not do that. When we order the search from, from the fund, we order the product that includes the preparation of the policy. How about insurance? Does ACS have insurance in place? Yes, we do. We have, even though we don't practice law, uh, we do have an ENO policy in place. Okay, I think that covers most of it. Thank you guys. Wow, what great questions. Thank you, audience. Um, I, I'm here to testify that Ron did not plant those questions in there, <laughs> that those really are legitimate questions coming from our audience. So I'm gonna wrap up here. Um, I will remind all of our listeners that uh, ACS will be at Fund Assembly, so please get your registration in and take advantage of the opportunity to talk with them directly at their booth. I certainly want to thank Ron uh, for his participation, both in this webinar, but at Fund Assembly. And then we do have one more webinar in this series of backroom support companies. We have one more webinar coming up, and that's Thursday, May 4th, next week, Thursday, May 4th. So register for that also. And as always, thank you for your support of the fund.